Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's the podcast that will always forgive your student loan debt and whatever it was you did last night. Hey, kiddies, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel, ready for some football cheeseman. And this is Chad, no college debt here, so wash. And on this week's show, iSims gets a bigger boat. What the fuck is quiet quitting? And indeed brings its old crusty ass to TikTok. Okay, Boomer, let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com mm, nachos <laughs> okay so that's partially a lie when i said no college debt here you i married into some right yeah i married into <laughs> college debt yeah yeah so i heard you caught a case of the vonk last night oh i got vonk last <laughs> night man shit there's 
there's no penicillin enough to uh, to cure this this vonk this morning. But yeah, we met up with the with the vonk folks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if our listeners know, but the uh, North American headquarters, I guess, is here in Indianapolis, uh, run by a few friends of ours, and they had the uh, the Germans come in. Arno, CEO, and uh, the Germans got overserved on scotch and old fashions <laughs> last night. <laughs> It was a good time, but dragging a bit on this show. I might need an antibiotic, but you drank at least what Adam Gordon calls antiseptic last night. So you, I, I think you'll be fine with that shit you were pouring down your gullet. Le Freug. <laughs> fucking, I, it, and I think you're pronouncing it you wrong. You mispronounced I, I think, it. I think, I, I think it's pronounced shit. That's what I think is pronounced. <laughs> you know, I get I get sick of these Brits that try to tell us how to say shit because they can't even pronounce their A's like eh. You know, it's it's Blantons. It's not bland. Well, and then they put U's in shit. And yeah, it's crazy. And it said right. Come on. Come on. I don't speak Queen's English. <laughs> I speak American. So thanks to, to, to the Vonkers that were out there. It was a, it was a good yes, time. Yes, Big applause for that. That was great, great meal. Great drinks. Uh, it was a blast. It was a blast. What'd you go with? Did you go with the steak? What'd you go with? No, I went with the colossal shrimp. Ooh, was it colossal? You're on the other end of the table. It was. It was pretty fucking yeah. colossal. Yeah, it was delicious. Let's just say that. Did you try the bisque? Benefits. Yeah, no, we did 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 the lobster bisque. And, nice. Yeah, no question. Nice. They they did it upright. They did it upright. Much like my first shout out, Burger King, who's doing it right. That's right, kids. In a world with Taco Bell, Mexican pizzas, Jesus chicken wings, and McDonald's shipping the chicken Big Mac to America yes, from sir. the UK, Burger King steps up with the impossible chicken sandwich. That's right, kids. America's fast food industrial complex <laughs> is expanding their hippie menu. How do you fix this? Because you're, you're, you're tied to this way more than I am. Uh, it felt like a uh, while like the impossible possible burger really had its a moment. And to me, it feels like that that trend is fading. Am I am I wrong on that? Like, what what are you bullish or bearish on the whole uh, protein based uh, burgers and and chicken sandwiches and whatnot? Yeah, no, it's I mean, it's it, it's expanding into pretty much everybody's menu now. So yeah. where you see, I think the, the big surge was all because it had never happened before. We never had plant based burgers anywhere. Yeah. Now they're everywhere. So we're pretty much numb to it. Everybody has them. And now they have this new chicken. I think KFC is actually doing a, a version of a plant based chicken as well. So these companies, Impossible Foods, Beyond Meat, et cetera, et cetera, they are kicking ass and taking names. Good God, the colonel is rolling in his grave right now. (laughs) Protein-based, plant-based chicken. Well, from one progressive movement to another, my shout-out goes to Effin' Mika. Who the fuck is Effin' Mika? The music label behind Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra has signed a virtual rapper by the name of FN Mika, which I'm guessing is FN Mika. Uh-huh. That's right. FN Mika is an AI generated rapper and already has 500,000 monthly Spotify listeners and no 10 million shit. TikTok followers. Oh, fuck. In addition to his, hers, it's, I don't know what pronoun they use. Uh, the, the new contract, their new contract. Confused? Yeah, me too. <laughs> this thing is voiced by a human, but everything else about it him it there whatever uh, from from the lyrics to the chords and tempo underpinning the music is all ai generated chad's already in love with the robot rappers new single florida water uh i I did like it i know that's on uh eternal play on your on your ipod (laughs) 
Biggie and Tupac, just like the Colonel, are undoubtedly rolling around in their graves right now. But F and Mika might just be the future of music, kids. <laughs> God, man. Well, what they're not going to be able to do, knock on wood, is replace podcasts. That's right, dude. We've had some of the most amazing interviews lately. Sean Baer, the CEO over at Fountain, talking about how he doesn't believe there's a labor shortage. We had a yeah. great conversation with Samit Gupta, the CTO over at Pando, yeah, about great. the evolution of chatbots. And then this week... Work Human CHRO Steve Pemberton joined us for an interview called A Change in the World. Probably one of our best interviews we've ever done. We're on fire with guests lately, so this has been good. If you haven't listened, go to chadcheese.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, but check out the interviews. Way to jinx it, man. Way to jinx it. It's all downhill <laughs> from here, kids. <laughs> oh, shit. By the way, I uh, speaking of F and Mika and music, I posted uh, Spotify had a survey that said most people, most people, not 100%, Stop listening to new music after around the age of 33. I posted that on Facebook where all my fellow old people that think they're still cool on Facebook were really quick to come out and say, no, I'm cool. I'm still looking. I'm still listening to new music. So that was a little side note to music. Do you, have you stopped sort of listening to new artists since 33 years old? I don't know that I've stopped since 33 years old, but I do find myself when using Spotify going to playlists that mm -hmm. are, I mean, they're already curated. Uh, so sometimes I find myself listening to more of the the older stuff because there's some amazing playlists that are out there yeah. instead of looking for, for newer stuff. Yeah, it kind of supports your existing biases, right? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It does to some extent, yeah. I do like me some Doja Cat though. What's Doja Cat? <laughs> <laughs> Harry Look Styles is where it's at, Chad. Harry Styles. Look it up. Just like Google is where it's at, Chad. Oh, and okay. that brings me to my my second shout out. Uh who's in the mood for a major algorithm update, everybody? Oh god. That, that nervousness you hear is all the job boards worried about their rankings. Panda. The world's biggest search engine announced recently it's rolling out new search updates over the next few weeks and will aim to make it easier for people to find high quality content. The new ranking improvements will work to reduce the amount of low quality or unoriginal content that ranks high in search results. Today, Google says the update will especially target content that has been created primarily for ranking on search engines known as SEO first content rather than human first content. Also, that nervousness is the headquarters of the ladders monster and career builder who churn out this drivel on a regular basis. Yes. Get ready for ranking decreases, everybody. Yeah. I remember back in the day when Panda came out and it really fucked a bunch of job boards. I mean, there were some job boards that actually shut down because of that algorithm change. Yeah. Google has, Google's been sort of quiet on the big update front for a while. Um, mm -hmm. th this one, they were pretty verbal about happening. So, uh, you know, check your search rankings, everybody. They, they could be a shuffling over the next few weeks. Well, before we leave, shout outs, Chad. Let's get to some some free shit and what's going on. Uh, I like free a shit. lot of stuff is going on. We're redesigning uh -huh. shirts, new sponsors for uh, whiskey, beer, uh, t-shirts from JobGet, uh, beer from our friends at Aspen Tech Labs, Text Kernel, 
as always, is is making whiskey happen for people. Yes. We're redesigning T-shirts. Uh, Factory Fix is sponsoring fantasy football this year. <laughs> I love those guys. We got HR Tech events from sponsored by This Way Global and Tatio. Mm-hmm. Those are private events. So hit us up on the DMs. Slide into our DMs if you're interested in, in any, any of those. But free shit, guys. You got to go to chatcheese.com. Click the button. Um, also, leave us a review on your, your platform of choice wherever you listen to podcasts. We love getting feedback and uh, it's our oxygen and the only way we get better. Events. Get ready, Vegas, you fucking beautiful bitch. <laughs> Events. So 13th through the 16th, September in Vegas for yes. HR Tech. Now, what's going on? Well, Joel just told a little bit about that, but on Tuesday, the first full day of the conference, we're taking over a portion of one of the bars in Mandalay Bay. That's right, Tuesday with our friends from Tadio. And then on Wednesday, Wednesday, this Way Global is having a shindig in one of the penthouses. Now, listen, kids, seating is limited. Which is why we're not putting this out on on the socials or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If you're interested, ping us. But seating's limited. You better do it quick. Drinks on Chad and Cheese, Tadio, and This Way Global. By the way, sending us whiskey may or may not help your chances into getting <laughs> to these events. I don't know. But speaking of people who need a drink, let's talk about birthdays. Birthdays. Here's a list of everyone ready to buy a Buick. First of all, my wife celebrated a birthday this week. Big, big shout out to her. She turned 29 again. She turned <laughs> 29 again. It's I baked a cake. I baked a Funfetti vanilla cake, Chad. And it looks like shit, but apparently tastes all right. Apparently <laughs> Our tastes very all right. own Betty Crocker, Joel Cheeseman. That's right. That's right. In addition to my wife uh, celebrating a birthday, Nick Livingston, <laughs> our buddy from Honet, Ryan yes. Leary, Amon Brar. Mm-hmm. Celebrates a birthday. Joe Stubblebine, Bradley Ooh. Clark, Ron wow. Bauer, Funky Cold, Medina Medeiros, Sean Kelleher, Tracy Cole, and last but not least, Beverly Collins, who, Ooh. by the way, Chad, yes. is rumored to be listening to this very show from a heated seat in a black <laughs> Maserati. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Topics. Cha-ching. Oh, dude. Popular ATS. iSims has a new sugar daddy. You'll remember they were acquired <laughs> by PE firm Vista a few years ago, but now it's looking like a threesome. TA Associates, a global growth private equity firm, is now also a partner in the business. Vista and TA will partner together to further accelerate global growth and product development Susquehanna Growth Equity, which first invested in iSIMS back in 2012 and made an additional investment in 2015, will continue to be a shareholder as well. After teasing a $100 million IPO last year, then withdrawing it in May of this year. Chad, what do you make of this news out of iSIMS? It's an iSIMS menage a trois, kid. So some people have become even more rich this week. And and iSIMS now has an even bigger piggy bank as they continue to position themselves against uh, other players in the market. It's uh, it's pretty simple. They have a shit ton of momentum. Yes, they were going for the IPO, not 
quite the best market in which to continue that. So that's fine. They pivoted and they haven't stopped. It seems like they are continuously in the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the natural progression for iSIMS was IPO. Yes. Unfortunately, the market turned cold and mm-hmm. ZipRecruiter in the public markets turned out to be akin to a submarine with a screen door. It was a litmus test. Yeah. Yeah, so the the global growth that they would have been able to pursue with public money had to be replaced with private equity uh, and enter TA Associates, who has a core competency on global growth. Uh, so this means iSIMS can behave like a public company without actually being one show the kind of growth that they would have with public money, um, then they'll need to show that kind of growth globally when it does come time to, to hit up Wall Street. I like this deal a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, the extra money replacing what they would have gotten in the public markets. How long it's going to take for the public markets to come back, I don't know. Uh, Vladimir Putin might have something to say about that. But at some point, the IPO market will heat up again and yeah. ISIMs will go public. And I think it'll be a very good day for them as well as all the other companies that are waiting to go public. And it's going to be a great day and year for podcasts who can't wait to talk about all these companies going IPO. Yeah, look for acquisitions, kids. This is going to be money that's fronting for some acquisitions. Oh. And and I've heard some rumblings of multiple, not just one, mm-hmm. multiple acquisitions that iSIMs are actually looking at. They've been slowed down because of the market, but I think this is a, a, a pretty good signal to the rest of us that the iSIMs machine is not stopping. Did you ask this source if iSIMs needs to add a podcast to the uh, <laughs> to the portfolio with with all that money? I, I could I could name one that they could buy. Anyway, <laughs> that's great insight. You ready to play a little buy or sell? We haven't played yes. in a while. All right. You know how this game plays, kids. We have three startups. They've all gotten money recently. I read a summary and then Chad and I either buy... Or sell it. We're starting with growth space, which happens to be what I call my swim trunk area, Chad. The New York City-based growth space has raised $25 million in Series B funding. This brings total to $44 million. Founded in 2018, the company is an upskilling platform. They'll use the funds to expand globally. Growth Space employs 279 people. Pretty big company for a startup. Mm, That's according to LinkedIn. Upskilling is hot, Chad. Are you a buy or sell on Growth Space? Growth space. Is that because you went from a double X to a triple X around your waist? Is that is that why? Okay. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> let's start off with uh, Price Waterhouse Cooper's survey that demonstrated uh, that fifty percent of workers face discrimination at work, which led to them missing out on training and or career advancement. Confirmed by a study of thirty two thousand five hundred workers in nineteen countries, uh, found unequal access to career and training opportunities. So this is a message to all the HR practitioners out there listening. If your managers aren't being watched, upskilling platforms don't always lead to uniform and unbiased outcomes. That being said, do we really need AI in this segment? They, they push AI a lot. Why the fuck do we need it? Do, do I need an algorithm to match me with experts and courses, or can I just jump into courses that are connected to certain career paths. 
Adding AI into this conversation seems unnecessary in an added layer of perspective bias, not to mention a huge waste of fucking cash. They've taken 44 million, which is about 10% of what Udemy has taken, and even less than 10% of, of what Coursera has taken. I might have been on board if they weren't wasting course and development dollars on AI. So it mm. is a sell for me no no gross space by the way kids we don't we don't we don't rehearse these jokes these are all like off the cuff gold people total gold, gold. all right well chad one of my big trends for 22 22 was her that's h-u-r it stands for mm-hmm. healthcare upskilling and robots you know i prefer so-so companies riding a big wave better than I do. A great company riding a shitty wave. (laughs) Growth Space is going to have to try hard not to be a so-so company with $44 million. They're also at that nice funding sweet spot where the number of suitors is still pretty big. They'll be taken out in the next 18 to 24 months, which means for me, Growth Space is a buy. All right, let's go to Sabanto. Sabanto. Swarming farm autonomy company, Sabanto. I think I've never said swarming on the show before. Based in (laughs) Chi-Town, they announced a $17 million Series A funding round. This brings total funding to $22.2 million. Founded in 2018, the company brings robots swarms of robots, apparently, to agriculture, helping solve the talent shortage in farming. Savanta will use the funds to accelerate their mission to make autonomy an affordable, reliable, and scalable solution for all farmers. Said one happy customer, quote, finally, a company is solving our labor problems, end quote. Savanta employs just 23 brainiacs. Chad, are you a buy or sell on robotic agriculture? Well, every industry in the world is looking to automate as it becomes harder to find talent for open positions. Farming is no different. And then how else? Seriously, how are we going to farm? We can't find the people. How are we going to farm? Then how are we going to feed people? There's no doubt in my mind that automation will come quickly to farming. Is Sabanto the company to take it there? Or will they suffer the slings and arrows of brave explorers? Mm. I don't know, but I do believe automation is a foregone conclusion in farming. And I believe a much larger name in the farm industry will gobble this tech up and outfit its equipment in less than a year. That's my prediction. It's a buy, a big buy for me. Enthusiastic buy from Mr. Sowash. All right. Well, Chad, you know, my grandfather was a farmer. No, I did not. Now you do. My <laughs> grandfather was salt of the earth farmer, Chad, in, in Hope, Indiana. Anyway, wow. uh, it's backbreaking work. Yes. You're up at dawn, weather sucks, pesticides, pricing pressures, and we know shitty jobs are going to be done by robots in the future. And this company is in a fantastic position to grab a big piece of that pie. Wintergreen Research says agriculture alone is a $17 billion market opportunity for robotics, and robotics overall is expected to reach a staggering $74 billion market by 2026. So there will be a lot of room for a lot of winners, and I like Sabanto's shot at being one of those winners, unlike the football team in their headquartered city of Chicago. This one is also a big buy from me. Nice. 
All right, last but not least, Chad. Well, maybe it is least. We'll find out. Modern Loop, the San Francisco-based company, has raised $9 million in a Series A round. This brings total funding to $12.1 million. Founded in 2020, the company helps recruiters schedule interviews, resolve interview meeting conflicts, send day of reminders, and coordinate interviewers. Modern Loop will use the funds to further expand the company. Chad, we first interviewed Modern Loop competitor Good Time back in 2018, but we're still trying to solve this whole scheduling problem. Are you a buy or sell on Modern Loop? So this is, uh, I I believe Modern Loop is the only startup that has made its second appearance on buy or sell. So big applause for that at least, right? We talked about Modern Loop's seed funding about a year ago, and I still have the same mindset. I believe what they're trying to achieve is either already baked into core talent platforms or other systems which support those platforms, or TA just doesn't believe this is a problem. The exec team has an impressive background, but no experience in this space. And it doesn't seem like they've made much progress over the last year, at least from the messaging standpoint, which drives sales and ensures this startup doesn't die on the vine. I think they went from zero or just a few customers. Now they have dozens so they didn't have that that much of a that's not zero to hero chad that is not zero to hero so i'm not convinced modern loop really understands the problems or the industry let alone knows how to address them if they even exist it's a sell for me Yeah. Scheduling is a feature. Um, It's all becoming part of the fabric of all the platforms, chatbots and CRMs out there. The the best these guys can hope for is an acquisition. Good time, which started as a scheduling solution, hasn't been acquired and keeps on building new things like something they call smart meetings, whatever that is. They're going to keep spinning their wheels and eventually run out of money and probably go away at some point. Unless they pivot and find that secret sauce. It's a knife at a gunfight. I am also a sell on modern loop. Let's take a quick break and geez, we're going to break it down hot take style. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent. Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. I'll take potpourri for 400, Alec. (laughs) All right, Chad, let's get some hot takes on some news that occurred this week or or trending topics. Mm -hmm. Uh, So number one, let's talk about quiet quitting uh, because all the kids are talking about it. I first thought it meant just not working uh, from home till someone noticed and you got fired or (laughs) that it meant looking for another job while you, you know, sort of uh, milk the clock at your Uh current employer. 
Urban Dictionary is just as confused, by the way. They have like four or five different uh, definitions for this, but but it can be best described as the concept of no longer going above and beyond and instead doing what their job description requires of them and nothing more. Let's play a clip from friend of the show, HR Manifesto, to get her take on what quiet quitting is. Are you a quitter? like me apparently. I just learned about this quiet quitting, had never heard of it before, okay? Talk about gaslighting, victim blaming at its finest. That shifts the sole responsibility and accountability to employee engagement to the worker. Are you kidding me? Do you know what quiet quitting is? It's living. It's it's literally living. We are in the end times where now it's considered quietly quitting your job to have a life outside of work. It's about having priorities, establishing boundaries, having balance, right? Not sacrificing it all and burning out for your job. It's about acting your wage. That's quiet quitting. What in the Jeff Bezos obviously coined this term BS is this. Let's shift the accountability for employee engagement where it goes. It's on the employer. Because how can we expect employees to show up to work shooting sunshine, rainbows, and glitter out their backsides without giving them a reason to, without inspiring them, without giving them purpose, a sense of belonging, connectivity, respect, dignity, you name it. Why would we expect people to show up that way, fully engaged, without a reason, without something to be engaged for, or with, or on? Are you kidding me? The sole responsibility for employee engagement does not lie with the worker. We should not be focused on quiet quitting. That's not a thing. We should be focusing our attention on the countless organizations that routinely and consistently engage in loud failing by putting profits over people and then stupidly sitting back and wondering why people don't want to work there, why they don't want to support a system that doesn't support them, why they don't want to be dedicated and committed to cultures that don't serve them in any way to places and organizations where they can't even thrive or succeed. Stop loud failing. How about that? Because I'm not a quitter, but boy, have I been failed and quit on. She gets it. This is what we've been seeing with corporate narratives. And we'll talk about more uh, on the show about that a little bit later. When people are treated like shit and Mm -hmm. they're still expected to go above and beyond, they reject that. Then, oh, it's their fault. It's not the corporation's fault. Yeah. Look, we we talk about boiling the frog on this show quite a bit. And you and I got to see the evolution of this, right? There actually was a time when you left the office And that was it. You were done until the next Mm -hmm. day uh, as laptops, smartphones, messaging solutions became ubiquitous. Well, so did work. And for 25 years, no one said shit. It almost became like cool to be able to check email while you watch Seinfeld, you know, in the 90s. Right. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it became normalized and it shouldn't have. Um, And 25 years later, we're like, oh, shit. This is unhealthy. This is bad for us. So I mm-hmm. obviously we're all applauding uh, this this uh, this trend and hope that it continues and hope that companies realize that people need a life outside of work. Um, it's it's incredibly important for our mental health, for just being human. And 
being a good citizen of humanity. So, uh, yeah, no one could say it better than Lane. If you're not following her uh, on TikTok or I think she's everywhere as HR Manifesto, make sure that you connect with her because she is full of knowledge like she just dropped on the Chad and Cheese podcast. Good shit. Yes. That's right. Good shit. From uh, quiet quitting to boomeranging. Uh-huh. This is from Bloomberg. Uh, forget return to the office. In this economy, many employees are returning to previous employers breaking taboos about workplace loyalty and bucking assumptions about the so-called great resignation. The grass isn't always greener and a tight labor market means previous employers are willing to take workers back. Chad, what you got on the current state of boomeranging? Dude, I love it. The rules are out the fucking window. We're talking about quiet quitting, which is just total bullshit. It's it's now we're looking at employers to to pay us for that extra time. If they want to the extra time, you pay us for the extra time. Mm-hmm. Boomerangs, although, are seeing promotions and raises. When companies feel like they, you know, they can stifle employees and they can they can keep them down and not and not uh, give them raises and and not uh, allow them to to be promoted and so on and so forth. Employees leave. And then what are the costs of prospectively getting them back or at least filling that position? If they just treated them right in the first place, would they have left? So once again, we're focusing on a narrative around the employee instead of the actual company. The employee's not the problem here, guys. Mm -hmm. The boomerangs are leaving and many of them are coming back to promotions and twice the salary they left. So I think they made out well. Yeah, it's a strategy that typically in any normal situation would have backfired. Uh, You would have not been able to go back to the employer. Now it's sort of normal. It's like, hey, forgiven. Oh yeah, your market value is more now. Let's let's look at that as as an option. And hopefully people are learning that, you know, I talked about my grandfather, but my mom used to say that the grass is greener where you water it, not on the other <laughs> side necessarily. Yeah, so, yeah. um the, the studies that I saw in this story said that there's no sort of the work doesn't suffer basically. Like people are coming back, they're still productive as they were before. There's no sort of hurt feelings like might you might find in a relationship. Uh, at least I've found that, you know, it doesn't work as hard when you come back. Uh, so anyway, that's another podcast. But yeah, I mean, this this fad, I don't expect it to be like commonplace, the boomerang trend. But with the great resignation, everyone was like, hey, the grass is greener on this other side. Not so much. A lot of those companies weren't as exciting, profitable, promising as people thought. Go back to where you were. But hey, it's better pay and maybe they appreciate you more when you go back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, again, this isn't about the grass being greener for the employee. This is about the the employer actually watering the fucking grass that the employee is on. So as they go over to another organization, which might be different, and then that employer is like, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and pay you some more. Let me water this grass over here. Would you like to come back? Mm -hmm. You know, we need to start thinking about this in an entirely different way. This isn't on the person. This is on the company, much like the quiet quitting piece to ensure that they have actual real employee engagement and that they give a shit. So we're asking employers to give a shit nowadays versus, you know, back in the 80s when it was just like treat them like shit, boiler room and, you know, work 80 hours a week. Yeah. And, you know, this is actually a pretty good recruiting strategy um, if people aren't using it, like to try to get in touch with past employees that you'd like to bring back, you know, three mm-hmm. to six months down the road. If, if the situation that they left for isn't as good and letting them know that the door is open 
might be a good recruiting strategy to get those folks back knowing that uh, boomeranging is a thing now. Yeah. They, what we called them before were alumni. That is actually a strategy <laughs> that company have, companies have used for years. Tomato, tomato. Let's talk about Apple. Oh, very nice. Apple's back to the office strategy, okay. which calls for three days a week in person. Hit a snag this week. Employees have started a petition saying the company is stifling diversity and staff well-being by restricting their ability to work remotely. The group, known as Apple Together, reportedly intends to collect signatures this week before verifying them and sending them to the iPhone makers executives. Chad, are you in or out on Apple Together's petition? Yeah, I, I think, again, we're going to see this. And, and this is what Steve Pemberton actually said on his interview is that nobody's figured this out. Mm-hmm. Apple hasn't figured it. I mean, nobody's figured this out. We're going to actually find that some people are going to leave the organization because they don't agree with how you do work. And, and that's okay. This is the, the, just because somebody you're losing people doesn't mean that you can't stick to your core values. If that's what you believe is a, an organization. Now, some of these organizations, I think will change dramatically because the, t- the talent walking out the door is going to be way too much to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see with Apple, but there are going to be some, Jamie Diamonds of the world who will stay strict, maybe. Uh, and then there are others that will. I mean, they'll they'll make changes. So it, this is this is an evolution in work, which I think is exciting. Yeah. And I, I think it's not only an evolution. I think it's a it's a fluid situation. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, I think timing has a lot to do with this. And look, it was in the news recently that Apple laid off 100 uh, contract recruiters. They're on record as saying that they're going to you know pull back hiring and 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 slow spending due to the economy. Well, when recruiters get fired, you know what happens? Usually a lot of other people uh, start getting fired or, or leaving. So in terms of this petition, I think the timing is wrong, you know, is, is off. I think that the chances of it working are about less than zero. Um, Apple is, is going to try this three days a week. They're doing Tuesday and Thursday mandatory. And then the other is sort of based on what your team wants to do or what you want to do personally. Um, and they're going to roll with this this scenario uh, and whether it works or not, we're going to find out. Just like you said, nobody knows how this is all going to turn out. It's going to get ugly and messy. And I think we're learning that timing has a lot to do with it. When when companies are begging for, for talent, they're hiring at, at brisk paces, they're much more open to these kinds of requests to, to work from home 100% of the time. The mm. boiling frog that we've talked about, though, is does Apple eventually get from three days to, you know what, let's go to four because, you know, we need you here. Uh, you know, times are tough. We're trying to make quarter, et cetera. This is a very fluid situation, I think, that we'll be finding from the work from home scenarios. From Apple to Lowe's. Yes, right. Home improvement, baby. Lowe's will provide $55 million in bonuses to its hourly frontline workers to help with the burden of high inflation, the retailer said in an earnings call this week. Lowe's employs approximately 300,000 associates, wow. according to the company's website, but it has not specified how much money each worker would receive and over what period of time. But the math works out to around $183 per worker. Sounds great, right, Chad? What are your thoughts? If you read this article... You have to hang your head because Lowe's, you can do better because shrouding these bonuses as, quote unquote, help with the burden of high inflation is 
a total bullshit narrative. Lowe's has have reportedly had morale and retention problems for years. That's why they started a four-day work week for FTEs recently and now hoping bonuses do the trick, when in all reality, the pandemic boosted Lowe's sales and profits. Lowe's revenue for the 12 months ending July 31st, 2022 was $95.4 billion alone. Mm -hmm. And when you see Lowe's year-over-year quarterly growth, which starts to explode in April of 2020. You know, when COVID started mm-hmm. really hitting us hard, uh, we had to stay home. We needed to turn our bedrooms and basements into offices. You remember that shit? I well, do. Lowe's was making bank, working their essential workers hard and not sharing the bounty of the profits with the frontline workers. So I believe Lowe's, are having the same problem Amazon is having in many communities where they're actually burning through workers. This 55 million is literally a Band-Aid on a sunken chest wound. You got dark on that one, man. So, (laughs) I mean, I guess it's better than a a shot to the taint, um, but it's mostly sugar rush type stuff. The company gets some positive PR. Wow, 55 million, how generous. No one reads past the headlines. They just see like, wow, that sounds like a lot of money. That's great. Shareholders like it as a quarterly retention tool uh, and employees, I guess, get a dope hit knowing that they're going to get a little bit of cash. How about salary increases, people? Uh, there you go. Would, would that would that kill you? Uh, I know that uh, shareholders don't love that. There'd be backlash. I wish we would see more of, of salary increases versus these bonuses because it's a sugar rush as opposed to a well balanced meal. Chad, agreed. Agreed. By the way, by the way, uh, all this giving people money and forgiving debt is really dumb. If our goal is to reduce inflation, but I guess that's another another podcast. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> And talk about Indeed and TikTok, two of your favorite topics, Chad. Wow. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Indeed in TikTok, Chad, is there a better marriage for a podcast like ours to talk about? Interesting. This is interesting. It is interesting. So Indeed and TikTok are launching a campaign aimed at young job seekers in Singapore. Alongside the six-month campaign, Indeed has also set up a TikTok channel for Generation Zs and Millennials looking for work in the country. The You Better Work Boss campaign is intended to encourage young candidates to apply for jobs through, you guessed it, Chad, Indeed.com. They'll broadcast content on such topics as mental health, work stress, various professions, job market readiness, and the future of work. Chad, are you buying or selling Indeed jumping on the TikTok bandwagon? 
I gotta say, this is just smart. I understand there are problems with TikTok and some vendors will avert their eyes and their marketing, but we all know Google tracks us and yet we still SEO and SEM the hell out of everything that we do on the web. Uh, a partnership like this continues to beat down all of the other brands uh, and those brands deserve it. All those competitors deserve it. If, if I'm an Indeed competitor, meaning job board, aggregator, interviewing system, and or even ATS, I would walk into my mar marketing department's office, close the door, and read them the riot act because they've once again been outflanked by Indeed. We don't know if this is going to work or not, but you got to try, kids. And it doesn't seem like anybody's fucking trying out there other than these assholes over at Indeed. <laughs> So Indeed's reaction to having the SEO rug pulled out from under them five years ago with the introduction of Google for Jobs and the rise of programmatic uh, was traditional advertising. Uh, now they have a downturn in the economy and the number of job postings. So diving into TikTok with hopes of replacing visitors garnered by TV ads with ones garnered by TikTok is probably a good strategy. Whether it's a long-term or a short-term strategy, we will obviously find out over time. I'm assuming this will go beyond Singapore. We'll see it in many more markets. This is, I'm guessing, a test market. However, there are some risks here that I see. Uh, number one, TikTok gets shut down by the US because of its China connection. Number two, TikTok gets replaced by another app, another hot social media uh, platform in the next few years. Or number three, advertising on TikTok eventually gets to be just as expensive as traditional advertising and Google and Facebook and all the others. And you're just back where you started. Hopefully, they're getting a good deal and not risking too much at this point. And Chad, speaking of good deals, mm -hmm. I'm starving and it's BOGO day at wing, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> we out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast, Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.